0: Katie John Chapter 2 Katie Helps Out Katie John was sweeping down the front stairs, and what a long, dull job it was. Eighteen steps from the third floor to the second, and twenty steps down to the first floor. Then she had to dust the parlor. She and Sue had big plans for this morning. They were going to make a tree house, but at this rate she'd never get down to Sue's. I hate and despise housework. Katie muttered, "'whisking a pile of dust down to the next step. "'When I grow up, I'm going to be rich "'and have somebody else do all the work.' "'She wondered if maybe she was allergic to dust, "'but she wriggled her nose. "'It didn't feel sneezy to her. "'Housework wouldn't be so bad "'if there was some fun in it. "'Like the other day, "'when she was sweeping down the back stairs. "'Halfway down, her broom had caught "'on the edge of the step. And the step had opened up just like the lid of a box all the steps opened from there on down and she'd found all sorts of things great-aunt emily must have been a very neat saving woman there were folded paper bags balls of string jars of nails and in one step she found box upon box of buttons sparkly colored and beaded ones Looking at them, Katie had forgotten all about sweeping until Mother had come along. Now Katie had her pile of dust almost to the bottom of the stairs when she heard voices in the parlor. She peeked through the crack of the parlor door and saw Mother talking to that old Mrs. Crackenberry. The tiny old lady was perched on the love-seat with her ankles crossed just so. Prince was there, too, gnawing on the leg of the Center table. That dear little cherry wood table, Mother had cried when she saw it the first day. Now, Mother kept giving Prince worried looks as the nasty little dog chewed away. But, of course, she was too polite to say anything, and Miss Crackenberry didn't seem to notice. She was too busy talking. What an odd name for a girl, Katy John, Katy heard her say. Why ever did you give her a man's name? None of your business, Katie thought. She hated for people to talk about her when she wasn't around. That is, when they didn't know she was around. Katie knew all about her name. Mother had always wanted to name her child after her own father. And when she, Katie, was born, Mother said she might never have another baby. So she named her Katie John, just to make sure lucky thing too, because no brothers or sisters had come along. But all that was private. Thank goodness mother must think so too, because she only said, it's an old family name. Katie hurried back to the stairs to finish up quickly. Sue would be waiting. Sue wouldn't know how to start an old tree house. Hurry, hurry. Katie swept the dust into a dustpan, emptied it back in the kitchen trash sack and got the dust rag. She walked into the parlor, and Mother introduced her to Miss Crackenberry, who gave her a disapproving nod. Katie attacked the bookcase with the dust rag. Wait until later, Katie, Mother reproved. We have company now. Then can I go down to Sue's now? Katie said instantly. No, I want you to finish before you play. Sit down with us. "'But the morning will be gone!' Katie cried, pushing her bang into spikes. With a swish of the cloth, she finished off the bookshelves. "'Katy!' "'Really, I can be done in just a minute,' she swiped at the fireplace mantle. "'Katy!' "'But Mother!' Miss Crackenberry's lips stretched into a thin smile. "'Headstrong!' she said in a satisfied voice. Katie saw her mother blush. She stopped dusting and sat down with a dirty dust rag in her lap. I'm sorry I... She shut her mouth. Maybe she'd better just keep quiet. Miss Crackenberry started talking about how she'd miss Aunt Emily, but she kept looking at the clock on the mantelpiece. Maybe she'll leave soon, Katie thought, and looked what that prince was doing to the table leg. Scratches all over. Katie snapped her fingers at the dog. But he only turned his eyes and gnawed through his chewing. Couldn't Miss Crackenberry hear the table rattling under his teeth? No, Miss Crackenberry was going on and on about Aunt Emily and how they'd miss her work at the altar guild at church. Katie watched her crooked nose bob as she talked. Even across the room she could smell the old lady, a dry, sickish, sweet smell like old medicine. She wondered if Aunt Emily really had been a good friend of Miss Crackenberry's. She hoped not, because anybody that was a friend of this witch lady, well, probably not, for Mother certainly had loved Aunt Emily. At last Miss Crackenberry was getting ready to leave. Oh, yes, she added. Emily always meant to give me something to remember her by, but she didn't have a chance before she passed on. Suppose I just take one something or other. She peered around the room and then seemed to see the clock for the first time. How about that ugly old clock? It was a tall clock made of white marble, as if, in reply, it struck the half hour with a cracked gong. Oh dear, Mother said hastily, I'm afraid that clock shouldn't go out of the family. Katie had heard the story of the clock. Aunt Emily's father used to collect things like that and paint pictures of them. He brought the clock at an auction, but it was too heavy to carry, so he bought a wheelbarrow, too, and wheeled the clock home in it. At Mother's words, Miss Crackenberry pursed her own mouth until her nose almost touched it. Mother added, I'll give you one of Aunt Emily's rings. I'm sure that she would have liked that. Prince and Miss Crackenberry left right after Mother brought the ring. Katie burst out indignantly. She just came to get that clock. She kept looking at it the whole time. I know, honey, Mother chuckled. Aunt Emily once told me that old clock is a collector's item worth $200. I expect Miss Crackenberry knew it too. Never mind. She's just a lonely old lady. Talk about headstrong, Katie muttered she is then she looked at mother uneasily am i am i headstrong mother smiled down at her well you are pretty set in your own ways she said gently but you aren't mean about it it's just that you plunge so eagerly at things and you don't stop to think honey katie's face dropped i guess mother smoothed her cheek don't worry you've got a sunny heart and that's what matters. You'll stop to think more as you grow up. Still, Katie hesitated. She'd embarrass Mother in front of Miss Crackenberry. If she was so good-hearted, slowly she thought the words out. I guess I don't have to go to Sue's this morning. I guess I'd better help you. Mother gave her a proud smile. Well, I was going to hunt eggs this morning. You could do that for me. Great Aunt Emily had kept chickens in a runway between the backyard and the vegetable garden. Mother and Dad had been too busy to do anything but feed the chickens, so no one had gathered eggs since Aunt Emily died. Katie was to find all the eggs she could and put them in a big box. "'We'll leave them in the alley for the garbage man,' Mother said. "'They'll probably all be rotten.' "'Rotten?' Pretend you're hunting Easter eggs, Mother laughed. But be careful not to break them. Hunting rotten eggs, that was a fine job for a bright Monday morning. But she couldn't back out now. After she dusted the parlor, Katie found a cardboard box in the basement and went out to the chicken yard. This was the worst-looking part of the whole place. All the chicken wire fencing was rickety and leaned crazily and trash was scattered around a couple of dirty wooden sheds. Looked like a junkyard. Dad was there trying to prop up part of the fence with a post. Katie girl, Dad greeted her. Want to help? All right, only I have to hunt rotten eggs first. Go ahead then. Her father laughed at her disgusted face. I'm only fixing it temporarily anyway. This whole chicken run is an eyesore we'll gradually kill off the chickens and eat them while we're here. Then I'll tear down all these ragged fencing. Katie set her box down, shooed the chickens away from her feet, and started to hunt for eggs. Has anyone come to buy the old house yet? She called to dad. Not yet, he hammered the post into the ground. Big old houses are a dime a dozen in this town. In between writing on his book, Dad was doing repair jobs on the place, so it would have a better chance to sell. Just the same, he was always coming up from the cellar or down off the roof, saying, House is solid, though. Ninety years old and not a crack in the foundation. They don't build them like this anymore. Now Katie scrambled through the weeds and found two eggs. Nose wrinkled, she carried them off to the box and gingerly laid them in the bottom. All around her, the fat white chickens scratched and clucked busily. Over in the fence corner was another nest of eggs, For this time. Back and forth Katie went piling eggs in the carton. Some were cracked and gummy-looking. She was careful not to get them near her nose. Presently she saw a hen with ragged feathers squat under a bush by the gate. There was a new egg that hadn't been there before. "'Well, I know that one is fresh,' Katie thought. "'I'll take it to mother.' She picked up the egg and pushed open the gate. It was a ramshackle as the fence, however, and it buckled when she tried to shut it. While she struggled, the ragged, feathered hen darted through the opening and ran clucking into the backyard. "'Come back here,' Katie called. "'Oh, Dad!' But Dad had gone to the basement for something still holding the new egg katie ran after the hen shoo she motioned it back towards the gate squawk went the hen and it skittered wildly around the yard trying to flap its wings katie darted after it get in there back and forth round the yard katie panted after the hen now she had it cornered in a bush no the hen had turned and skipped past her katie whirled tipped and fell smash on the new egg She lay there for a second, feeling the mess soaked into her blouse. You, you chicken, she screamed. She scrambled up, dripping goo, and ran to the box of rotten eggs. Let's see how you like it. She snatched up an egg and threw it at the hen. The hen dodged and the egg smashed on the back walk. A horrible smell rose in the air. All right for you, Katie yelled and threw another egg, missed again. The old hen dodged and squawked frantically as Katie threw egg after egg, smash, splatter, Phew, the stink. Then she hit the hen square on the side. It let out a startled yelp and hopped through up in the air. Got you, shrieked Katie, reaching for another egg. Katie, stop. Dad came running out of the basement. Katie John Tucker, What under the sun do you think you're doing? Katie stopped slowly. She laid the rotten egg back in the box. The fever of battle faded, and the overpowering stench came at her full force. The whole yard simmered with it. It was stifling. I guess I didn't think, she whimpered, holding her nose. Dad waved his arms in the air. Rotten eggs all over the place. That poor old hen, Katie, how could you? Chapter 3 Katie John, Detective Katie John walked bent over, searched the sidewalk there. There was another one, a spot of blood. She'd seen the trail of blood specked coming out of the garage and was following it. Katie, what are you doing? Sue came out of her house. Detective work. Katie said mysteriously. She straightened up to rub her back and wipe the sweat off her face. It was already hot this morning. See, she said. Blood. A trail of blood. It came out of the garage down the street. Maybe somebody's carrying a dead body to the river and dumped it in. Oh, Katie, Sue said. Probably somebody just cut himself. No, Kitty insisted. If you cut yourself... Would you walk around dripping blood? You'd wrap up the cut. Come on, let's see where it goes. The trail led past Katie's house, across the street, and along the bluff above the river. Once they lost the trail, but further along they found another dried red spot. Then the spot stopped. Katie went ahead for half a block, but she couldn't find any more. Maybe whoever it was just stopped bleeding, Sue suggested, let's go back to your house. You're no detective, Katie said scornfully. If the trail stops here on the sidewalk, then it must go over the bluff down the river. We'll search the grass. The steep hillside was a tangle of bushes, weeds, and trees, a small jungle between the town and the river's edge. Katie got down on her knees and hunted carefully through the grass. Sue, she called, Here's a spot on a grass blade. Come on, Pokey. Sue stayed on the sidewalk. Look, she pointed. Down there under a bush was a cat. She was eating something. It might have been a mouse, though there wasn't much left of it. Oh, Katie, she giggled. Detective Katie, hunting down a mysterious dead mouse. Katie John watched the cat in disappointment. She shrugged. Oh, well, it might have been a dead body. People ought to keep track of things like that. The police can't be everywhere, you know. Faint shouts came from below, and Katie saw some children running through the trees further down the hill. They had blankets rigged into a kind of tent. A worn path wound down the bluff. Sue, let's go down and play. Sue shook her head. They're wild, rough kids from the river shacks. My mother won't let me play in this jungle oh all right katie said scrambling to her feet let's go home it's getting too hot to be outdoors anyway katie's house was cool and shady after the morning sun the walls were thick and katie's mother had closed the inside shutters to keep out the sun she wanted to play dolls but katie didn't care much for dolls she saw Great Aunt Emily's old cat, Lulu, curled up in the chair in the parlor. Instead of dolls, let's dress up Lulu in your doll clothes, Katie suggested. We can take her for a ride in your doll buggy. Lulu laid her ears back as Katie picked her up. She looks sort of grouchy, Sue said doubtfully, but we can try. Lulu was struggling now. So the girls decided not to carry her down to Sue's house. Instead, they'd go get the doll clothes and bring them back here. Just so Lulu wouldn't get away, Katie put the cat in her room and shut the door. "'Mother,' she called to the back of the house, "'don't open the door to my room. I've got the cat shut in there.' "'All right,' Mother answered. The girls ran down the street to Sue's house. Sue shared a room with her big sister, Janet. "'Janet.' and her side of the room had dolls all around. She even had a tiny dresser full of doll clothes. Sue picked out the biggest doll dress she had, as Lulu was quite a fat, fluffy old cat. When they went back to Katie's house and opened her bedroom door, there was no sign of Lulu. Mother said she hadn't opened the door, and Dad had been upstairs trying to ride all morning. Katie and Sue hunted around all the furniture, but no cat. At last, Katie stood in the middle of her room and sighed in exasperation. Well, how could she get out? Wait, maybe, Sue, I know, this room has a secret door, a secret passage, maybe, and that's how she got out. But how could a cat open a secret door? I don't know, Katie said impatiently, but she's lived here longer than we have. She'd learn how. It was the perfect answer. Great Aunt Emily was always building strange things into the house, the phone system in the walls, those steps with the lids. Why not a secret door? Here was a real mystery to solve. Mother laughed. Have fun, girls, and went back to her vacuuming. In books, Katie said, There was always a wall panel that sounded hollow or a little button to push, and they'd better look down low where Lulu could reach the button. The girls circled the room on their knees, tapping the walls, watching for strange little buttons or holes. But no little doors flew open, no walls slid silently aside. Almost every room in the house had a fireplace, and Katie's room had one too. Now Sue noticed that the fire screen was ajar. Oh, goodness, Katie said, taking the screen away. Here, Kitty. But Lulu wasn't there either. Then the girls noticed that there was something different about the fireplace. The chimney not only went up, but the opening at the back almost went down in a tunnel towards the cellar. Katie stuck her head into the fireplace and called, Kitty, Kitty, Kitty. Sure enough, a faint meow came from below. She's in the cellar, Katie jumped up. Come on. She and Sue pounded down the basement stairs. The basement was a maze of rooms under the house. There were storerooms, a laundry room, coal cellar, furnace room, and even a small apartment where the servants had lived in the old days. Katie paused to figure out which part would be under her room and led the way through the coal cellar, to a wooden door fitted into the brick wall. Yes, Lulu's yowls were coming from beyond the door. Katie tugged at the door until she got it open. Immediately, the cat ran out, fur on end, and dashed for the basement stairs. Katie started after her, but Sue warned, let her go. She's too mad to play with now. She'd scratch you. All right, Katie came back. I want to see this room anyway. The little room was almost cold and dark, and just one dirty window pane set high in the wall at ground level. Katie John stepped inside and wrinkled her nose. What a strange, musty smell. The walls and the floor were damp, and the room smelled of earth and age. It was old. Old smell shut up for a long time. She liked it. Smell, Sue, she said happily. Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to come down here and sniff every once in a while. But where had Lulu come out? Katie found the place, a sort of metal chute, coming out of the wall. I bet that old cat was surprised when she came sliding down here, Katie giggled. Sue laughed too, but hugged her elbows. Let's go now. It's cold in here. All right, but let's explore the rest of the cellar while we're down here. We still might find a secret passage, Katie said without much hope. The more she thought about it, though, the more certain she was. After all, this was a very old house. Great-grandfather Clark had it built right after the Civil War. People always put in secret rooms in those days, didn't they? And the walls were so thick— there could be a walled-in place somewhere, surely. Katie began to hunt with new eagerness. Let's start with the little servant's apartment, she said. I've never been in there. The apartment had three rooms, a large kitchen where all the cooking was done for the house in the old days, a tiny sitting room, and a bedroom. Also a long bathroom complete with a tub. This house has more bathrooms, Kitty said. That's the sixth one I've seen. "'I know,' Sue nodded. "'My mother says your great-aunt Emily had very modern ideas about being clean. "'She had all those extra bathrooms put in fifty years ago. "'The girls had been knock-knock-knocking on all the walls. "'Oh, Katie, there's nothing down here,' Sue urged. "'Some place upstairs would be a better place to hunt.' "'Wait,' Katie said, and her head in a big cupboard by the kitchen table.' Now that's funny. Sue put her head in too. There are no shelves inside, only a large empty space. The girls looked up, and the emptiness went as far as you could see. Now what, Katie said, puzzled. It isn't big enough for a room. What are those ropes? Two heavy cords stretched up along one wall of the cupboard. Katie pulled on a cord and the bottom of the cupboard moved. Sue, she cried and pulled harder. The bottom stuck for a moment and then with a scraping sound rose like a platform up through the cupboard. Keep pulling, she jumped up and down. See what's underneath. Katie pulled until the platform was above her head then peered down in the cupboard. She saw nothing but thick cobwebs and a bare floor. What is this thing? I'm going to keep pulling the cords until something happens. She did, but all that happened was that the platform finally stopped. Somewhere up in the darkness, Katie pulled the other cord and the platform started down again. Let's see where it comes out upstairs, Katie cried. She ran for the cellar stairs with Sue after her. On the first floor, the girls stopped to catch their breath. Now it was in this wall, Katie figured, it must come up in the dining room. Yes, there on the right wall was another set of cupboard doors, just like those in the basement kitchen. Katie pulled open the doors, and there was the platform. She looked up, but the opening stopped just above her head. Here's where the platform comes, but why? Why? "'Maybe it's some kind of little elevator for servants,' suggested Sue. "'Oh, silly,' Katie laughed. "'Can't you see a fat cook on the little platform? "'Only a child could ride on this thing.' She stopped. "'Say!' "'No, Katie,' Sue cried. "'Yes!' Katie was already folding her legs onto the platform. "'Now you just pull the rope slowly and easily.' "'It might break,' Sue worried.' "'You'd be killed.' "'It's as strong as new,' Katie bounced on the platform. "'See?' "'All right,' Sue said unhappily. "'She pulled on the rope and the platform, with Katie curled up in it, began to descend. "'The cupboard scraped and squeaked against the sides of the cupboard as Katie's head disappeared below. "'Are you all right?' Sue called down. "'Fine. "'The walls are all cobwebby, but it's fun.' Katie's voice sounded hollow, as if she were down a well. Just like Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole. Wait till you try. It was dark and hot here between the walls, but Katie John shivered with excitement. This was the most, the most mysterious adventure she'd ever had. Nothing back home had ever been like this, but then she'd never lived in a house like this before. She was beginning to like this old house. There was always something new to find out about it, like peeling an onion, with always a fresh layer underneath. The platform jerked and stopped. "'What's the matter?' Katie called up to where a faint gray light shone at the opening. "'The rope's stuck,' Sue answered. "'Maybe it's catching on the pulley.' "'No,' Sue tugged at the cord. "'It just won't move.' Oh, Sue, Katie's voice echoed up the hole. You just don't try. I'll have to climb out. Sue leaned into the cupboard, but the platform had gone more than halfway down, and even when Katie stood up, they couldn't reach each other. What shall we do? Sue whimpered. Katie felt around in the dark for something to climb on, but the walls were smooth. Guess I'll just have to stay here, she tried to laugh. (gasps) Oh, Sue wailed. Katie sighed. There was no getting around it. Go get my mother, she told Sue. While Sue was gone, Katie carefully sat down on the platform. She hoped the rope wouldn't let go suddenly and send her crashing to the basement. It was so dark she could barely see, and cobwebs kept waving about and brushing her face, It must be like this inside a tomb, all shut up, except that in a tomb there was no air. Katie wished she hadn't thought of that. She took a deep breath and another. Her heart began to pound. Of course there was plenty of air in here, she told herself sternly. There was the opening right above there. Oh, thank goodness. There was Mother's face peering down. Katie, John, Tucker, are you down there?' Yes, mother, Katie's voice trembled, but how did you? What? Just wait till I get you out of there, young lady. Katie only hoped she could. First, mother tried to pull the cord, but it wouldn't budge. Maybe dad will have to chop through the wall, Katie called faintly. We'll try from below, "'Come with me, Sue.' Their faces disappeared, and Katie was alone again for a long, long time. She sat cramped on the board, with the walls rising close around her. At last she felt the board jerk under her. Katie clutched at it, but it didn't fall. Slowly the platform sank, scraping against the wall, and here she was in the basement kitchen again. "'Oh, mother!' Katie tumbled out of the cupboard and hugged her mother. We were just exploring a mystery. Katie, Katie, you and your mysteries, mother squeezed her tightly. It's just an old dumbwaiter. Long ago, it was used to hoist food to the dining room, she explained. The cook put the food on the shelf and sent it up, saving herself trips up and down the stairs, carrying all the food for great-grandpa's big family. "'Oh,' said Katie. "'Well, just the same. "'It was one of the best adventures I've ever had.' "'It was, too, now that the scare was over, "'and she was all right,' she hastened. "'Are you going to punish me?' "'Mother looked at her for a long moment. "'I remember I wanted to ride the dumbwaiter "'when I was a little girl,' she said thoughtfully. "'But Grandpa wouldn't let me.' "'No,' she decided.' Sometimes a good adventure is worth a little trouble, but don't you ever try this one again, young lady. Katie hugged her mother happily as she promised what a good thing mothers were young once.